This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello, gentle listeners, and welcome to Go! My Favorite Sports Team! We are here at the Go! My Favorite Sports Team studio. Brand new. Just crisp, out of the box. Mm -hmm. It smells fantastic in here. Are you sure? I've been working out in this room for like a week. I mean what I say. Oh, you like the smell of... fantastic. Oh, sweet. Eventually, this will become the hub of all of our sports-related content. We have desks. We have uh, walls. We have acoustic foam. And fancy blanket-like curtains. Yeah, sound reducing. So if it sounds a lot better, it's not because we got better microphones. It's because we got better room. And eventually, we'll have a TV up there, and we might explore the possibility of live streaming... Mm-hmm. At some point in the very near future, you'll just have to stay tuned for that. All that preamble, we haven't even introduced ourselves. Who are you? I, I'm Tyler, your sports guy, sports knower, master's degree in sports business uh-huh. that uh, studied a lot of sport throughout his career, education, and life. Good. I am Mark, also known as Markiplier, not a good knower of sports until today. This is the one sport where for sure you know more than I do. Which is weird to say. I don't know if I know more than you do, but I probably have like studied it up more than you have. You've definitely watched it more than I have. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I was really little, I actually had a punching bag and boxing gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I like learned and, and did stuff like that. But I, I mean, we've watched the same boxing movies, but you have definitely watched more actual fights. Yeah, and spoiler alert, this episode is about boxing because just yesterday as of this recording, or the previous Saturday, as of of you listening to this, an event went down. A really cool one. A very cool one called The Creator Clash. Which, honestly, I hadn't really heard about Mm -hmm. until uh, we went to Ethan's show, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, is fabulous. Yes. And I talked to Aaron about it because he was literally traveling the next day to go participate in this event. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, The Creator Clash was formulated by uh, one iDubs and Mm -hmm. uh, his wife Anissa. So they coordinated the whole thing all for charity where they got a bunch of different creators. And this is not a new concept, weirdly enough to say. Right. uh, But it's not exactly a 
common concept of a bunch of influential type people. I'm doing air quotes here. Uh, not not to be disparaging to the people uh, who participate in this. This is because I don't like the term influencer. Yeah. Um, we're content creators. Get together and box. Which is such a strange timeline that we're in that this is now becoming a common thing. Well, especially considering like the entire point of content creators is entertainment. Yes. And boxing is a form of entertainment, yes. but it's a form of entertainment that is kind of the, without insulting it, it's kind of like the root of Neanderthal like fights. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, think, I think that sounds a little insulting no, no matter what. No, but it's like... <laughs> It's combative. Yeah. Combat it, sports is a whole category that we have not explored yet. Right. And it goes back, like, to me, I honestly believe that combat sports are the original sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And just brawling, um, forming me a square. Me no like you. Me want buffalo. My buffalo. Me want big animal. Me want that tent. Me want that hair. Oh, me want that body. This isn't becoming a fight anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that became. But yeah, so I'm not a boxer. I, w I don't want anyone to get any misconceptions. I'm not sprinting into the ring. I don't have any desire to be punched in the face. But what I have done throughout my life, weirdly enough, is I have a habit of not only watching like boxing movies, which is not like true boxing, but it's like true to the heart of the sport. I think it really captures like the, the courage it takes to get in the ring and like the, the concept of like how much can you take and keep moving forward. Like that quote from, uh, I believe it was Balboa. And, uh, what I also have done is watch a lot of fight breakdowns. For some reason, I just find it very entertaining content. And I've always like enjoyed the idea of observing boxing. So I know a lot of the rules and I know a lot of the strategies and I know, uh, like, from a purely observer standpoint, I'm not an expert in any of this, but I know good boxing versus bad boxing versus good showmanship in boxing because as with many sports, as I've learned on this podcast, sports is entertainment and you are putting on a show for people and there's a dichotomy between like being an athlete and being a showman and trying to like be in a world where you have to be both and you have to adapt to that uh, on a conceptual level. Um, but the creator clash! I'm hoping Will puts in like lightning every time I say that. <laughs> happened just yesterday and i just want to say it was fantastic i unfortunately i wanted to watch it so bad mm -hmm. but when i found out what time it was yeah you were live streaming at the same time yeah i yeah. was on a show tabletop rpg show over on roll for it yeah. where it's a uh, drama based thing mm -hmm. uh, honestly i'm gonna spoil the whole thing for you but if you did want to see it you can see the replay afterwards i um, did watch a video of ryan's fight yeah. Oh, you saw that fight. That yeah. is one I want to talk about in great detail. But in addition to the other ones, I kind of want to like go over these things. Mm -hmm. um, but just before we dive into the depths of this, I do want to say Ian actually asked me if I would fight in this event. And I couldn't because I was working on space. <laughs> right. He right. asked me way back in November, and I, I, I knew that there was no way that I was going to be able to do it. I was also going through some other stuff that I'm like, not going to get into now, but it's like I knew the timeline would not line up uh, with how much work that I had to do, and I know that sounds like an excuse, but truly, to get in any kind of shape to do boxing, you need to commit yourself, and that's what all these content creators did. It's a lot of conditioning. So would you have if you had the time? I still don't think I would have. You know, I don't want to just use the excuse that I didn't have the time. Um, I... 
I, like I said before, I don't like getting punched in the face. I don't, I'm not eager to get punched in the face. I know all the people that are like, but you're a masochist or like clutching their pearls right now. Like, oh, <laughs> no. It's like, no, I, I really don't because I value my brain and, you know, getting punched in the face is, uh, it's not pleasant. Have you been punched in the face before? Yes. I've been punched in the face once and I didn't like it. So I, <laughs> I'm okay with that one experience. But also, uh, I, I felt bad because afterwards he asked if I could be uh, like an announcer in it. And, and I feel like I would have wanted to do that. Hopefully next year if they do it again, I, I would totally be down to do that. I would love to do that as well if I can throw my hat into the ring. Yeah, I mean, honestly, because it's it's just fun. And like Critical and the other guys who are doing the announcers on there, they did a great job. I don't want to get there. Like, right, right. Critical had some fucking zingers when he was like... <laughs> He said during the Aaron fight, I remember very specifically, like, Aaron's throwing punches. Harley is throwing grand pianos. <laughs> it's just like, it's just a very good quote. He had some very good quotes uh, throughout that night. And I don't want to say, like, the people there did bad because it's like they didn't do a bad job. But, like, I felt bad because, again, that particularly was just because my schedule would not line up. Also, just like going into that, I will fully admit, I was worried. I, I worry about people that are not accustomed to boxing getting in the ring and getting hurt. Yeah. Because that's a problem. It's like, asking uh, an amateur whatever and I don't mean amateur disparagingly I mean literally not a professional which right. is anyone that like is not a professional is an amateur if they're in the sport but imagine you you threw like a high school football player into a uh, NFL game Oh, 100%. You worry about them getting hurt. Yeah. They'd have fun and it'd be great to see, but they could get hurt so badly. And that's the thing about boxing is a lo like what a lot of people need to understand. Boxing is a sport that you can not only get hurt in, you can die. I mean, that's a big part of why there are weight classes. Mm -hmm. Because if you have somebody who's 100 pounds fighting somebody who's 250, yeah. there's a lot more power behind that punch. Which honestly, speaking to the quote, that pretty much happened with Aaron and Harley's fight. We'll get to it in more specifics when we go down there, but Aaron was he's six foot two, and he weighed, I believe around 210 when he fought. I think it was. Harley is six foot five, so taller than Wade or Bob, and yeah. 270 pounds, and he lost weight to get in that fight. He had 60 pounds on Aaron. I mean, five pounds is surprisingly a lot, especially if, mm -hmm. when people know how to throw their weight behind a punch. Oh, yeah. 60 pounds. 60 pounds. Imagine uh, I had a 60-pound medicine ball, and I threw it at your head as hard as I could. Yeah. That's not what that punch had fully, but if, if Harley put his whole weight behind that, it would have that and more yeah. coming straight at your head. That's dangerous. I'm not saying like, oh, I, I'm not trying to be like super protective, but I'm just trying to give everyone an understanding of like my qualms about things uh, where people who are inexperienced in a sport suddenly being thrown into a ring. Well, and this isn't the only sport where weight classes are a thing. People yeah. will size out of youth sports because mm -hmm. they're too heavy, mm -hmm. um, especially in football. Um, that's why wrestling has weight classes. Yeah, wrestling, which you and I both did. And very I, strict weight classes too. There was like eight pound gaps. Yeah, between some of those. I definitely wrestled up a couple of times, mm -hmm. but um, for the most part, like it's significantly different because the amount of muscle mass you're able to have per pound, you know, it's just it's outrageous. It's, it's crazy the difference in five pounds of muscle. Like you, people don't understand the yeah. difference that that makes. Or like say you lost five pounds of fat uh, or you lost 10 pounds of fat and gained five pounds of muscle. You're still going down. But your strength and speed and ability to move that weight just went up exponentially because you lost overall weight and gained the muscle to move it faster. It's like the dynamics of a few pounds means a lot. Yeah. Which is why 60 pounds. <laughs> I mean, props to Aaron for 
stepping oh into my the ring God. with that size difference. And and Aaron did not do bad. I want to say that very specifically. Like he he lost that fight, but he didn't just get wiped out. Like I, I want to say he had some technical skill in there. He had some good moves. It's just like when the guy is four inches taller than you. Generally means he has a greater reach as well. Yeah, greater reach. He's not his head is like way higher, which means you can only really go for the body shot, which I will say, uh, not as many fighters in the creative class were taking advantage of. I that was <laughs> that was the one thing that I noticed, even in the fights going to like uh the Paul brothers and mm. those um people that have gotten into fights, even Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco stepped in the ring at one point. He did. Uh-huh. And again, they're always swinging for the head. Yeah, because it's it, it, it in your head when you think of boxing. Of course, hit the head, knock them out. You're not going to knock them out with a body shot. But to get in the technical weeds of boxing, a big part of boxing is conditioning, right? So, like, you have to be in incredible shape. And if you get punched in the body, that is a one second that you can't breathe. And that's if you clench up and take the hit. If you get hit in, say, uh, the diaphragm or the solar plexus, that takes your breath away. You can't breathe. Suddenly your muscles don't get oxygen. You kind of just cave in on yourself. The body will take people down in the long term. Oh, yeah. The head is showy. Of course, you want that big haymaker. You want to come right across, you know, bam, let's see the head fly. You know, that, that of course, people want to go for that. And that's the first fighter's instinct. But the head is a hard target to hit. Yeah. And that's why they uh, the term chopping them down mm-hmm. is about body shots. Yeah. Absolutely. Because the more you hit them in the body, the less breath they have. Mm-hmm. And breathing so is so important for impact uh-huh. as well. Like when you punch, there's actually a breathing method to do mm-hmm. so that you don't run out of breath. It's yeah. all about controlling your breath. Yeah, because there's a thing that happens when people have adrenaline flooding through their bodies is they have a tendency to tense up. <laughs> everything about them just like squeezes and they end up holding their breath. So like you get someone like everything tightens up and they can't breathe anymore because they're only prepared to fight for like 10 seconds. They're not ready to go uh, 10 rounds in three minutes or in the creative class it was five rounds in two minutes, which still is tough. Oh, it's a lot. I want, there were so many people that were like only, only five rounds, only two minutes. Try going two rounds full out with someone trying to beat your skull in for two rounds at two minutes. You will be on the floor dead if you've never done that before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it'll boxing will wipe you out in ways you don't even understand. Um, but anyway, enough of that <laughs> nonsense. I, I'm not often on this side of the table. Yeah, it's <laughs> so like, interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but uh, I want to go in a fight-by-fight breakdown. But the reason I was bringing all this up is to say this show was great. They were very cautious about safety, which I was very glad of. They stopped fights early. I did see that, yeah. It was weird with the inconsistency because they said there was no standing eight, and yet they gave Ryan a standing eight. Mm. Did you see that? I did not see that part because I had it playing while I was doing other stuff. Mm -hmm. I saw, because I went on Twitter and I saw highlights right after I got off my show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw them wave off in Matt's fight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because mm-hmm. he clearly got wobbled. But Yeah, he got wobbled, but I wouldn't say that Matt was going no. down. That I was didn't the, think that was so interesting. either. Which is fine. For yeah. safety reasons, it was clear in that fight that Matt, when you got 150 pounds of angry dad who's like <laughs> jacked off of his tits on PCP and cocaine or whatever it looked like he had, <laughs> like all you can do is clench up and try to like block the shots, which I think that he was doing. And, and honestly, I don't think dad could have kept up that pace 
for more than a few rounds, but I don't know if Matt would have wanted to take that for more than a few rounds. See, there's a balance. It's like mm -hmm. it's 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 the danger and risk to the fighter versus like what the event actually is. Right. But with uh, the the safety is like I I don't know if it's certain fights they said we're going to do a standing eight. It was kind of inconsistent because the last round also had some like round time issues that apparently was the commission messed that up. Which you know whatever I don't know how all that works. I mean. At the end of the day, it was a charity event. It went off and mm -hmm. did what it was supposed to do. And the response that I saw on social media was nothing but positive. It was the best of, outside of just like a content creator boxing event, which I've seen all of them. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that the other ones weren't entertaining. This was the best, period, bar none. There is no comparison. This was best. It was the most fun to watch. It was the most engaging. You felt the most involved. Even in the fights, it had the most, like, multiple fights where you saw fighters go the distance, give everything, even when they didn't even expect they could. It was, I think this event was very true to the heart of what I like about boxing, which is how far can you go? Yeah. I, I did hear a lot of good things about the event. They stayed on schedule. Mm -hmm. Everything was snappy. There weren't moments where you were, like, lulled to sleep just waiting, like, oh, when's the next one going to start? Yeah, no, they pumped out those fights. I, I thought the pace that they had, the camera work, like, real good touring did that one, uh, yeah. which is a Game Grumps company, and, and they've been doing just, like, fantastic. Like, uh, uh, Ethan. Ethan was uh, doing his tour through Real Good, so shout yeah. out to Real Good Touring. Uh, Leon Hart, who did a Pokemon card uh, pop-up shop, also yeah. Real Good Touring. Oh, yeah, there you go. I don't know the the structure of it, but either way, very, very uh, well-done production, and I think, like, the live stream went off without a hitch. You know, I didn't have any technical difficulties watching it, you know. I, I feel bad that I wasn't able to be there, and I hope they don't think that I wasn't supporting it because I, I was cheering them on while they were watching. I was watching the whole thing. Um, but anyway, boxing. Do we have any other... <laughs> like urgent news before getting into this I, i'm good i mean uh the maple leaves lost in their playoff game um so they got knocked out in the first round by the tampa bay lightning which by the way both of us had picked the maple leaves to make it in the nhl stanley uh. cup but the interesting part is if the lightning can win again mm -hmm. they'd have won three years in a row ah, interesting. so if they make it and win the stanley cup that's three years in a row mm, that's pretty good yeah all right so who's winning that bet <laughs> I mean, as of right now, um, I'm winning in the NBA playoffs because Minnesota already lost. Ah. Um, Golden State's still around. In NHL, I think we're pretty evenly matched because both of us are now betting on the other side. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. okay. Which you picked the Oilers, and I'd have to double check to see if LA beat them or not. The Oilers! Um, and I picked the Avalanche, which already advanced. Gotcha. So. Well, uh, for everyone listening that's trying to keep score, we will be doing the Butler video very soon. It's been, uh, obviously, we've been literally, the, I was not joking, we are in a new studio now. We actually have a space for it, whereas before it was just in a, basically a closet. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> obviously, like, space took up a lot of time, and mm -hmm. I've also been busy with a lot of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, but we're getting to it, and the YouTube channel will be up and running uh, with those videos being posted there, and some on my channel as well, and then um, all, the, all the cool content for sports-related stuff leading up to us being invited to the Super Bowl to broadcast live from there and being paid to do that. Yes. It's not us begging. We're not begging. They're going to ask us. Maybe it's just not the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll end up at the NBA Finals or the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. All of them. Yeah. All of them. It says go my favorite sports team. It could be any sport. Yeah. They need to vie for which one is going to be your favorite we team. We are the number one sports podcast in the world. Right? I, I, are we? Ryan, insert the numbers. Number nine on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, Ryan. <laughs> I thought McGee. I'm like, no, what? No. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know, all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%? Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sportsteam. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com slash sports team all right i'm only going to speaking in context of the creator class specifically uh we will do a separate boxing no you know what this will be the boxing primer ish maybe we should do like a boxing primer montage video yeah we, something we like do that. some boxing training. yeah we'll actually showcase what it is we'll do a video of the, the boxing primer will be in a video form that's a good idea um but for the creator clash also it was a charity event I, you touched on that i might have mentioned it but i want everyone to know that this was a charity event which already made me more uh, excited for it because there's besides all the ego i mean you know me and i know you we're not really big egotistical guys and there is a lot of ego when it comes down to those fights which is not really in my opinion, the nature of the sport, it gets in the way of a lot of sports out there, I would say. But also it's part of it, right? You get these big personalities and they do all these things. We talked about it in for the the for good episode, right? Which will come out later. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing, a part of that is that's how boxing kind of evolved is they wanted these egos. Everybody mm -hmm. needed to have this egos and they wanted to have them angry at each other. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it's a lot for show. It, oh, it's all for show. For everyone listening who has ever seen any of these internet beefs or beefs in general about boxing match, it is all to drum up hype. It is WWE hype. Yeah. The same thing. And it works. Like, I don't, don't get me wrong. It works. But all this, like, spewing hate, insults, it's all to make people talk. And it's all to get people talking for the fight and get people excited. Like, ooh, I want these people to battle it out. Because at the end of every one of those fights, they hug it out and they're like, oh, the beef is settled. And it's like, the beef never existed. Yeah. <laughs> But for the creator clash, what was great about it is like there was no beef. There, I mean, a few little like play insults, but I think it was all ironic in the sense of the boxing beef in general. Uh, but the creator clash starts and it starts off with a whopper of a fight. You have Matt. I forget his nickname that he had in the, in the, in the <laughs> arena. Matt Watson. Does it say on the website? That's where I'm looking right now. I don't think it does. So Matt Watson versus Dad. I've seen like dad's videos occasionally here and there. I didn't know that he just went by that name. But Matt Watson, I know personally. Uh, Matt Watson is a stick. Um, at least he was the last <laughs> time I saw him. Um, and for this fight, he got up to reportedly 150 pounds. Really? 
Yeah, which is a lot of weight to gain for him. Yeah. Um, and, and it didn't quite look it in the fight because he's very tall and lanky but i would say he was definitely he definitely trained for this and he definitely bulked up a bit and he definitely did his best to get in good condition for this fight mm -hmm. dad is 150 pounds of angry like concentrated drug-fueled mania <laughs> This guy looked scary from the first moment I Googled his image. <laughs> Explain to me why you keep saying drug-fueled. And Did you you see? Look at the fight. Look I, at I, his eyes. I, yeah, he, he looked. <laughs> I'm now smiling at Tyler in the way that I think Dad was. Okay, okay. He, I don't think he blinked that whole event. I don't think he blinked once. Okay, I'm bad about that, <laughs> and you know I'm bad about not blinking. Though. I don't know, man. Either way, all this is to say is it was a bit of a, a mismatch, but that's okay because it's a charity event, right? It's an exhibition. These are five rounds, two minutes rounds, um, which is not the norm. Usually it's like 12 rounds. Well, okay, in main event professional boxing, I do believe it's 12 rounds, three minutes. Usually it's 10 rounds, three minutes for any other fight, yeah. I think. I'm probably wrong, but then again, like I said, I'm not an expert in boxing. I'm pulling this all out of my ass. Uh, sometimes it's eight rounds, three minutes. For the uh, Logan Paul fights, KSI fights, all those different fights, I believe they did six rounds at three minutes, I believe. I really don't know because I, don't I didn't get to watch that. I'm literally pulling all this out of my ass. So okay. I, like, I am not Tyler. I don't... Ooh. I have professional boxing bouts may be scheduled to last from four to 12 rounds of three minutes duration. Mm -hmm. So each yeah. round is three minutes. Yeah. Okay. So that what I was trying to say is like it varies, which that right. corroborates. It, it could be 12, 10, 8, 6, whatever the participants agree on is usually what like it is. For exhibition style, non-professional boxing, which is what this was, you could do whatever you want, really. Um, so five minutes or five rounds, two minute rounds. A five minute round. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So. You have uh, Dad come out. You have Matt come out. There, they square off with boxing. You have sixteen ounce gloves, even though they 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 do protect, but. In a weird way, they're more to protect the hand than they yeah. are to protect the opponent, uh, because the way that they kind of like bounce the head causes more uh, more disorientation. That's why in bare knuckle boxing, it can go for a hundred rounds back in the day when they used to do that, uh, because people like the bare knuckles. What happens is you don't get that kind of concussive bounce. Well, and your hand hurts, and the hand hurts literally. That is a factor in boxing. If you punch, uh, your hand bones are very small. The skull is extremely thick. Like that's why MMA it's very dangerous for people uh, because when they punch, if it gets in the way of like an elbow, if they punch an elbow or a knee, yep. those hand bones are going to get shattered, and they do a lot. Mm -hmm. And because the MMA gloves are very small, they're two ounce gloves. Yeah, they're tiny. Most of that is just on the paddings and the yeah. knuckle. That's so. why it's mostly grappling, even though they do obviously do like uh, oh. the Superman punch. The Superman. <laughs> you know about that, right? What's the Superman? It's punch? when you actually like dive your full body weight and punch. Oh, right, jump, dive, punch, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's called a Superman punch. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of MMA. Um, I've watched it before. I like, uh, but you know, when it comes down to fighting, I think I think boxing is what I prefer. So anyway, Matt Watson, Dad, they go over the rules. They get in the corner. They're ready to go. They're all hyped up, uh, and then they go. Dad TKOs Matt Watson in 22 seconds with that creepy smile and giant forehead that resembles uh, Peyton Manning from what I'm seeing on the website. <laughs> Just slight dig at Peyton Manning for no apparent reason. Now, now the thing about this fight is, um, what I want to say is, like, Dad came out swinging. If you look up at the dictionary of come out swinging, 
Dad did that. Yeah. <laughs> he came out. Every punch was a haymaker. There was no defense in Dad's strategy. Dad was pure offense the entire time. Just cross, cross, cross. Just like if I was coming at you and just like arms straight out to the sides, T-posing, and then I just started curling my fist in. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. That's and, what Dad did. And he did use his body. From what I saw, he turned oh, with his he hip. Was turning he definitely had it. everything. Oh, yeah. he put everything into those haymakers. It was nothing but haymakers. Like, a whole ring was full of hay. It was just, like, nuts. And to Matt's credit, like, this is what I want, do want to say. is like, Matt dodged a few of them. <laughs> At first, he actually did have some moves there. But the problem was, as soon as he was caught off guard, which you can't be perfect dodging all the time, and especially when you're only getting into boxing, he got caught with one, then another. And he punched back a few times, but the problem was he wasn't able to do much damage to the drug-fueled mania. Like, nothing registered in Dad's nervous system. There was just too much, like, all he had in his brain was like, hey, punch, 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 and nothing was going to override that central command. He also and, has that, like, Joker smile yeah, like, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And and this is where I was like, like, when I was watching it, I, I knew that this fight was going to set the tone for the whole night. I couldn't tell where it was going to go because they were both very jokey going up to in the preamp in the interview before the fight, before they go into the ring. Um, and I knew it was going to set the tone. I didn't know how this night was going to go. And I don't think anybody in the arena knew how that night was going to go until that fight happened. And the fact that Dad came out there not holding back Balls to all, the walls. Balls to Matt's walls. <laughs> the entire time set the tone for the whole night for every fight leading up to that. Like, there was blood in the air. Not literally yet, but there was blood in the air. I mean, um, that is an important thing. That's why bands have openers and they choose who their opener is very distinctly because they know that sets the tone for like the concert. Yeah. That's the same thing with fights. That's why undercards are just as important as the main event. Yeah, exactly. And and I would say, honestly, like it was a mismatch. A lot of these fights were slight mismatches because it's a charity event. These are content creators. They're not going to train and, and drop weight specifically for it. They're not going to like right. dehydrate themselves to make weight and then super hydrate back up another 12 pounds. You know, it, it, that's not going to happen in these kinds of fights. And uh, when it when it comes down to this fight, it was clear mismatch. But I, I everyone who's like, Matt Watson, you got blasted out like i don't think i could have survived that on <laughs> like that was just that was craziness i mean i feel like he was weed leaving himself wide open so like matt his probably initial strategy was to try to feel it out feel it like pace the fight yeah. that which is what most logical fighters would do yes yeah. you pace the fight you're not looking for a blitzkrieg you know you want to dodge first get a read on the opponent but when dad was just all offense all the time it's hard to counter that when you weren't prepared for it, right? So you can get overwhelmed pretty easily. That being said, I do believe Matt could have lasted a lot longer. I do think they stopped that fight a little early, but I'm willing to err on the side of early for safety reasons. Yeah, yeah. especially for a charity event, because I imagine like it's not like they're taking home a million dollar purse for exactly. stepping into the ring. Yeah, yeah. This is all for charity. So yeah. it's an exhibition. It's almost like, I again, I don't want to change it because it did set the tone and I think it was better for the overall event that it started off this way. I do kind of wish Dad paced it a little bit longer. <laughs> you know, not, because I mean, I don't know how much, uh, uh, like, not to belittle Matt, but it's just like, I, I, I don't know how much glory he can take home from like, yeah, a charity event. I fucking killed the guy. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't think anybody wants to step in the ring with dad because like they're they're fucking terrified. If I could, I might. Oh, I'm you you could obviously destroy dad. I have I, a size difference. You're 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 way taller and you, you like you would probably fight at, at what 190? 
Uh, th- yeah, I'd probably cut down. To yeah, one ninety. You could even cut down to one eighty. That's still going to be 30, 40 pounds on Dad. It right. doesn't matter how many haymakers. Your your reach is so much longer. He goes for a haymaker. You bop him with a jab. He never would have gotten close. Like that's the difference in boxing and these reach. Why it matters. I do want to say I am never allowed to box because of my kidney transplant because right, the right. kidney is obviously right in the front. Absolutely. So you would destroy him a hundred percent, but you're not allowed, legally allowed to. Yeah, because your lethal weapons of fists aren't. aren't allowed in the ring we, we yeah yeah 100 <laughs> my kidney actually throws punches at the yeah. same time yeah. but but no lie this is actually no joke because your reach is what six foot four you say uh yeah it's so, really long so tyler has this this advantage in boxing called reach which he is uh you're six one six two Six one. Six one. His reach is six foot four ish. Uh, so his reach, uh, that means from fingertip to fingertip is stretched out T pose style, is about six foot four across. Yeah, so so he's, the reach itself is from here he's to He's wider now, than he is tall. Same with his dick. And uh, when he. So when he's punching, you got to imagine, I believe dad, uh, I don't remember exactly. I think it was six foot, something like that. Maybe 5'11". I don't know. I'm trying to he see He was if slightly shorter than Matt. Uh, and Matt is about the same height as you. So he might have been six foot, 5'11". Maybe. Ish. Whatever. His reach would not be the same. He's got five inches less or four inches less. Both are significant differences in, in length, especially when you can stay at a good distance. It doesn't matter if he's charging you because you could just stick your fist out and he would run into it before he would hit you. So he has to dodge around your fist to even get there. That reach is a distinct advantage. It's why the shorter athletes have to get in close so that they can do damage and take advantage of the lack of reach. But if you're able to stay away from him and his crazy mania, like, bap him, right? And he was pretty wide open when he was throwing those haymakers, let's not lie. Um, but Matt did not do that bad, given the circumstances of the fight. Next fight, Ryan versus, I actually did not know his opponent, uh, Alex Ernst. So Ryan McGee, Alex Ernst. Ryan also representing Super Mega, and my God, he got in shape for this fight. Yeah, he looked phenomenal. He looked phenomenal. Like, the last time I saw Ryan was mm. years ago. Yeah. Complete different. Oh, yeah, so different. Like, in, in incredibly good shape yeah. by the looks of it. He yeah. trained hard for this one, and it, it showed. Alex Ernst also trained hard. Like, I, I don't, I, but I've never seen a comparative of him. Right. Um, and uh, so when they got in this fight, obviously just coming off of Matt losing in 22 seconds. That, when I mean set the tone, this is how things like this affect other fighters. Because now Ryan, the other half of Super Mega, knows that Matt just got his ass beat. Or at least it looked like that. Probably technically like that. Uh, just before him. So he has to not only prepare for his fight, but he's got that weight suddenly on his shoulders. Like, okay, people are like, all right, you got to redeem Super Mega. You can go out there. Yeah. In, in addition to everything else of the pressure of fighting in front of 10,000 people people exactly it's tough it's tough like it's tough for anybody but he went out there and he, he seemed cool and collected you know like both of them did uh and this is kind of the other factor of when it comes down to amateur boxing and people that have not been in a real fight before is it becomes very real very quickly and this fight got very real very fast and that's all due to the tone that was set in the previous fight the brutal it, like the brutal nature of that fight kind of is burned into my head. Because number one, like I, I care a lot about Ryan and seeing him get punched in the face like makes me mad. I was right. I was fucking livid after, you know, Matt lost the other fight. You know, I just want to meet dad in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> Show but, you haymakers. <laughs> but what what it comes down to is uh Ryan showed what I love about boxing, which is heart and an unwillingness to give up. He 
ate some bombs. They were fighting at, at I believe, uh, cruiserweight, which is 190. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both like around in the 180s. Um, so my weight, like yeah. heavy, they, not heavy weight, but still, that's a lot of power. And you saw Ryan's arms. He had some muscle behind those hits. And this fight could have gone either way the entire time. I don't want people to Yeah, they were trading blows. They were trading blows. Literally, like, simultaneous counters. And and this is just like, it's one of those things where after a certain point, after round two, dodging went out the window. Like, because I saw, like, Ryan had some training. He was switching stances. Switching stances a little too much, but he was, was like, bobbing, weaving. He was staying on his toes. He was displaying some skill in boxing that clearly went down to his training. He... He was moving. He kept his head moving a little bit, but he kept it moving. Um, And he did dodge and counter some really good moves. But what really, really showed in that fight is he got hit again and again and again. And he kept coming back. There was a point in the fight when I was looking at Alex, who was clearly winning at that point. Alex, this is what I think. Alex couldn't fucking believe Ryan was still coming at him. That's what I think, because there was that one time when Ryan went down, and that scared me, like, not going to lie. He went down, and he went down floppy, and that's not good in boxing. Uh, But he got right back up. Like, he got right back up. That's how tough he is. And I remember Alex was over on the ropes on the other side in in the corner, and he was not looking in the ring, and he was breathing, heaving heavy. And he, I think he kind of, like, raised his arm a little bit, like, yeah, finally. And he turned around, and Ryan was getting up. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's it's like literally movie. the Ivan Drago Rocky. Mm-hmm. It's a movie moment. Yeah. And it's like, you didn't do enough. And that that's the thing that I saw at Alex. And don't get me wrong. Alex did great. Like, he won the fight. Um, But, but the thing about Ryan, Alex was taller, you know, had a little bit of weight advantage, Um, probably had more reach. Ryan kept coming at him. And that scares people. And this is what I mean when fights get really real, really fast. Once you're in a, in a fight in the boxing ring and you're getting hit in the face, all you want to do is you either do one of two things. You want to get out of the way and get out of that fight, or you want to hit the other person harder in the face. Those are the two things that you want to do. And Ryan chose option B. <laughs> I'm going to hit you back. And that's what that's what I think Alex really learned. If that, I would not have wanted that fight to go on any longer. I really wouldn't have. But at any moment, if Ryan had landed one of those rights that he was going for, and he hits him, good ones towards the end there. Like, uh, Alex could have gone down to any one of those, just like Ryan could have gone down to any one of those. That's the danger of it is like when you, if you get hit in the wrong spot, you go, you go down with enough power. You, you just go down lights out. Like there's no toughing your way through that. There's no gritting your teeth. You get hit in the head hard enough. You go down period. But Ryan, the toughness like that to me, and I'm biased, and I will be 100% biased. Favorite fight of the night. I'm, yeah. I'm a little worried about, the, about how he's feeling now, but, you know, that I, was crazy. I had a group of friends get together and watching it. They invited me to come watch, but obviously I was busy. Yeah. They said the exact same thing. Yeah. And this was one of many incredible fights. When I say it was my favorite, it's because I'm biased. Like It's because yeah. I am. I'm biased. You know, like, that's, that's Ryan. Like... I mean, that's the craziest thing is when I met Ryan, I would never have pictured him as being that guy. Oh, I always knew. See, I he was always just so silly and goofy and everything. Like, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. I mean, I again, it's it's been a while since I like had a good conversation with him, but you know, just like that, I I saw exactly the Ryan that I knew on that night and that was wonderful. Yeah. I was incredibly proud of, of both of them, of Matt too. That's why I'm saying like I kind of wish they would have gone longer in the first fight. It, like I believe Matt could have taken it more, but again, for safety reason. And that's also in the second fight, like they stopped it so short the first one, they let it go on so long in the second one. They gave Ryan a standing 8, you know, they counted him and it was just like they let him get up. He went down on that man. He went down and they stopped fights before the whole night when they were just like getting clobbered and not even down yet. For safety. Again, I get it. But also part of me was just like, oh my God. Part of me wonders if that was a conversation they had with the fighters before the fight. It could have been. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, like, I and I want to say this first and foremost, it takes a lot just to step into that ring. Oh my God, yeah. Let alone taking a punch, everything else that went mm. on in a fight, to have the cojones, cojones to step into a boxing ring and be like, all right, I'm going to throw down. Yeah takes a lot yeah and and again like i said i'm biased alex did great like both of them displayed some training right none of these guys are experts at boxing like dr mike was probably the most trained of all of them he's been doing it like for 10 years um breaking the hippocratic oath i heard said <laughs> numerous times yeah there's many jokes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but when it comes down to these guys, you know, they've only been training for months, not even a full year for most of these guys, for yeah. pretty much all of them, not even for a full year of doing anything. If you were like playing piano for a full year, would you consider yourself good enough to do a concert or a concerto or something like that? No, I train. <laughs> I played piano for like three years when I was younger and yeah. never felt that way. Yeah, that's uh, that's the level that these guys are going, except instead of that, it's six months, if that. Yeah. And so like kudos to all of them for stepping in that ring and, and giving it their all. And they did give it their all. So that fight, oh my God, that might be one of the best boxing matches I've ever seen in my life. As far as when it comes to grit, heart, pushing, like giving it all, mm, chef's case. Next up, let me talk about internet comment editing kit versus DJ Welch. Welsh, 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 Welsh. Welsh. This fight had headgear. Which I am all about. Yeah. I am totally fine with headgear. Some That's the were, only fight that had headgear. Only fight with that had headgear. I would have been fine if all of them had had headgear because mm -hmm. I'm going to be mom for this fight and I'm going to be like, your brains, your brains. But I get it for, for like the, you're only going to do this once. You might as well go all out. I get it. But this fight had headgear. And with this fight, they were heavyweight, right? Yeah. The reason I am more okay with headgear with this one is because you could be huge and out of shape. You could still kill kill someone yeah. by punching them. Like, it doesn't matter how tough you think you are. If someone who is 220 pounds punches you in the head, it doesn't matter how in shape they are. They're 220 pounds. That's all that force. They get a good hit, they can kill you. Or yeah. they could do damage. So headgear, I'm fine with. Um, really wasn't a prominent display of expert boxing, except for, I, I believe DJ Welsh actually did quite well. He he definitely didn't have the movement, but he was landing hits accurately. And that's that's like internet comment etiquette, uh, like just, I forget what his actual name is. <laughs> I have no clue. But uh, I believe it was, uh, I believe they went into the second round, but it was ended pretty quickly after that. Um, you know, just in a corner, can't do anything, like, right. hold up. You, you can't do anything, go down. Still, it was it was a fun match. Like, I'm not saying, like, anything worse about that. Coming coming around right the previous one, it was it was tough to compare because uh, there wasn't nearly enough blood. Did you see Ryan's nose? Not to I did. I, I did. It looked like uh, there was a Photoshop that I, I think, like, one of us did of Ryan back in the day of his nose huge and it's like it just reminded me of this photo. Oh, <laughs> it stretched out big. 
<laughs> anyway, it was a good fight. Kudos to them. Like, I'm totally fine with the headgear. Good fight. And it, the pace of it was just blistering at this point. Um, because I believe next up, or before that, I'm not 100% sure, was I did a thing versus the odd ones out. Okay, yeah. Did you see any of this fight? No. It was the odd ones out birthday. Okay. And for his birthday present, he got about a, 20 punches to the face. Ah. And this one was very interesting because they came out all jokey. They came out all all friendly and laughs, and it was all goofs. Um, and this was another case of it gets real, real, really fast. And and the, I did a thing, won this one handily, easily. I don't I don't want to say easily because that's disparaging to the odd ones out. But it was clear that he had the accuracy, the power, the technique in this match and was able to win. I don't know how many hits he even took that one. And I could tell. On his face, he realized the ramifications of being in a fight and punching someone who you respect in the face. It's scary. And I could tell that in that fight, he was worried about what he was doing. If you and I were to do boxing, I believe it'd be respectful, it'd be a sparring match, it'd be fun. But as soon as we start punching each other in the face, it gets really real, really fast. You're in a fight. And, yeah. the, and, and the reality of that, I think, like really hit. I did a thing. He won. And all kudos to him. Odd one's out. No permanent damage. Totally fine. They called the fight. He didn't even fall down, I don't think. And, um, but yeah, I saw he punched uh, the odd ones out in the face once and he looked to the ref worried and he was like, are you going to call this? And the ref said, mm -mm, I'm not going to call it. He's not down yet. And so he hit him again. And, and I could see like when he was hitting me, he's like, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm yeah. punching my friend in the face. What is going on? That's the reality of it. That's why this is scary because it's all fun and games until you get punched in the face or you were punching someone in the face. And and I respect that. This is, I'm not saying this in an accusatory way. I respect that because people who are getting into this ring and don't have any idea what the reality of is suddenly meeting it. That's a transformative moment. It really tells you a lot about yourself. And, and I do believe I did a thing, had incredible skill. He's got a knack for it. He had accuracy. He had movement. He had great reach and he could punch right through the guard and, you know, the odd ones out, just like not enough technical ability to be able to dodge out of the way and maybe not enough athletic ability, not saying he was out of shape, but it requires a lot of athleticism. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was, it was a fight over and and I could tell even like after it went down, uh, like I did a thing was like, I should be happy about this, but holy shit, what yeah. the hell? Alex Ernst was the same way after the Ryan fight. He was just like, what the fuck just happened? I got hit in the head so much and it just didn't stop. You know, and that's that's it. Yeah, that's boxing. Yeah. That's is tough. Yeah. I mean, and that's why in a lot of ways it's easier to go against a stranger than somebody you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, weirdly enough, I had the opposite effect when we were wrestled back in the day. Yeah. I always tried so much harder and went harder against people I knew mm -hmm. because, I mean, it was usually in practice. So it's like I want them to do better. And when I went against a stranger, it's like I don't know you and I don't know whether I like you or dislike you. I don't want to, like, <laughs> hurt you. Yeah, I get that. I totally understand that. Um, I'm starting to lose the order. I can't really remember. I believe it was Haley versus Justin Minks next, or Could was be. it Hundar versus AB? I'm looking on the website, and it doesn't have a list of the order. Yeah, I can't remember the order specifically, uh, but I, I know the fight, so I want to go. I want to talk about the Justin Minks versus Haley fight. This one was, again, one of my favorite fights. Did you see this one? I, I saw a bit of it, and it was mainly the fact of seeing Justin Minks smiling. Yeah, no, <laughs> she went mad halfway through yeah. that fight. Like, I could see it. It's, it's kind of th uh, uh, an interesting thing, because Haley was a last-minute addition. Like, okay. I don't know how much training Haley had, but Haley 
showed a lot of really good boxing skill. Like, actually, it was hard to compare when you lose, right? But I tried to look at it objectively. Haley kept her guard up the entire time. Haley was executing good movement. You know, uh, there it's just like a few missing pieces to the strategy, like with that big right, no counter to it. So what would happen is Haley, who was shorter, would come in trying to fight and engage. Justin makes obviously guard completely down. There was no technique at Justin Mix strategy after <laughs> a certain point. Uh, all Justin Mix had to do was wait for Haley to walk into range and then throw a punch. And Haley didn't have an answer for that. Later in the round, did start to block that 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 right with her left glove. Um, you did see that, but when you take five of those, you know, it, it starts to rattle you after a while. But this fight was crazy because it it almost went the distance. I think it got stopped in the fourth round, and and you could tell Haley was tough as nails. So was Justin Minx. They were both tough because it's not like Justin Minx got out of that with no damage. I think Justin Minx said that Haley punched out her contacts in like the second round. Oh, wow. So she couldn't see. And it's just like this kind of delirium sets in after a while. Uh, but, you know, Haley, Haley was definitely more athletic uh, was able to keep up, like, by the second round, Justin Minkus was starting to get winded. Haley was still composed, still locked in, tight, gloves up and front. The problem, gloves up and front, like, didn't leave for the sides to block, but up and front, up, ready, punching accurately, doing a very good job. But there was a height difference, and there's a weight difference. And so, like, having that disparity does create a disadvantage. Haley can't put as much power in her punches yeah. as Justin Minx has. It's not like she wasn't putting power in, because I bet Justin Minx was feeling those punches. Um, but when you start to tire out, the punches get weaker, you know, you, it, it, across the board. You could see it in Justin Minx. Justin Minx was, like, pretty much slouched over by round three. Yeah. And then fully floppy by round four. But that's when the loopiness set it, and that's when it got scary, like, I, I imagine like that that's part of it but Haley never backed down that whole fight um, even at the end they called it TKO standing TKO um, and at a good point because at this point the, Haley had blood gushing oh, yeah. down her face uh, but looked like a warrior the whole time it was a very very fun fight to watch not to not to box I bet um, but man again heart hard in that fight and to jump into this I believe just a few weeks before the event started to just be like I'm boxing i guess here we go i don't know how much uh, like previous experience with Haley, but i would not be surprised if there was a good bit yeah um, given what you're telling me she probably had done some training mm -hmm. yeah. maybe even before she decided to join the event yeah even if it was just like uh cardio training you know yeah cardio yeah. boxing stuff like that which is totally valid yeah good fight good fight and then just there was another it was one after another one well, and think that's the first time we've ever seen a female creator fight was it I believe so. Hmm. There's There were talks of other ones, but I don't recall there ever being one. Was it? I thought for during the first, like, uh, Logan KSI thing. Not that I can recall. Huh. Maybe. Which, kudos to them. Honestly, like, just as entertaining. That's the thing about, like, women's sports. It's just, like, just as entertaining. 100%. And, and I, when I watch, I watch... Um, the CrossFit games sometimes. Yeah. And whatever you think about the CrossFit, you know, community as a whole, I that's your opinion. The CrossFit games, the actual, like, um, event is crazy. And honestly, I like watching uh, the women events just as much, sometimes more, than the men's events. Because it's just athletes. Yeah. Like, that's it. And they're fucking going for it. They're going for it. The crazy athleticism, the crazy feats of strength that they do. It's nuts. Yeah. Next up, Hondar versus AB. 
of the H3 podcast. I don't know if that's like part of his name. <laughs> it is on the website. It is on the website. <laughs> this fight was fascinating. I, I Again, I don't know these guys, so I can't speak to their histories or stuff like this. Um, this was probably the most true to technical boxing fight of the night so far. What I mean by that is they showed the discipline, the movement, the kind of like training that I would see if I were watching a professional boxing match. Okay. I'm not saying they were perfect in their skill, but you could definitely see they started the match off slow. They were testing each other. They actually tested reach. They were moving, stepping. AB was much better at circling Hundar. And oh, that, yeah, that's so something. staying off the ropes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I had not seen that up until that point because it's just like, <laughs> like a slug match, right? But AB was constantly moving to match Hundar's repositioning. So Hundar was pushing forward or actually was most of the time standing stock still and like you move me. AB was moving around all the time trying to stay off the corners, stay, stay off the ropes and try to like get an opening because that's one of the ways you create an opening. You step to the side and then come in from that side or faint that way. It just creates some dynamicism in the fight, so it's not just like two. Well, yeah, because the person has to rotate their guard to match your exactly. your position, and if they're late on that, you have an opening. Yeah, or if you can fake them to go one way, you can come in the other. Yeah, you rotate, change your stance. They have to adapt, shift their weight. You know, catch them on the back foot, as is a saying in boxing. Um, so anything you can do to create an opening, like in wrestling, same thing. It's like anything you can do to create that opening to catch them half a second off guard, so you can create an opportunity out of that. That's what I saw, and definitely the boxing itself turned into a slug match later on in the fight. I'm yeah, not saying which usually happens in most boxing matches anyway as you yeah. get fatigued a lot of stuff mm-hmm. you know your arms get heavy Yeah, oh. your gloves fall. People don't realize how hard it is just to hold your arms up let alone be thrown. Like take two five pound weights and hold them out in front of you straight arm and try to hold it as long as you can. Even without weights just hold your arms. Yeah hold your arms out as strong as you can or straight up or something like that it gets tiring real fast. Now do that for uh, ten rounds. Three minutes at a time it gets really tough that's 30 minutes of holding your arms up but this fight like it was good like it was straight up just good it wasn't too brutal i mean ab took some hits but he also hit hundar back and i think it surprised they they had that one round i believe it was a third round that uh ab had been knocked down already and i think he got knocked down again just barely the first one was like a slip it wasn't really a knockdown but he got knocked down again popped right back up and then clocked hundar and i it was it was one of those where he might have slipped but i think that hit hurt and uh it's one of those things where you go ha i'm tough you know but you still get that moment you go like yeah but right back up and to hundar's credit i'm not saying like he 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 was a a whiny bitch about i'm not (laughs) saying that at all he was tough as nails because he got right back up but it was one of those things where i bet he wasn't expecting that oh because he just knocked down ab and he's like hell yeah uh oh and then a fist is coming at your face like i like that i like that it's like you didn't get me yet Boom. It ended up Hundar won that fight and it was like evident. Like I think I think that one was TKO. Uh they stopped that fight fourth round, I believe, because Hundar just got A B up against ropes. A B was completely gassed and it was just like he couldn't do anymore. So clearly couldn't defend himself anymore. When you can't defend yourself any further, they usually stop the fight at that point in exhibition matches. Mm-hmm. Um but good fight. Very good fight. Next up, oh yeah. Fucking Michael Reeves. Did you see? Oh, I I some I saw a bunch of tweets that said uh Michael Reeves is uh, a beast. Michael Reeves is a beast. I don't know if he's had a lot of training in the past or if he is a natural at boxing. He out of everyone that night, everyone that night 
had the most skill that I've seen out of all those fighters. And the number one reason was because he was moving his head. There's like staying on your toes and stuff when it comes to that. He was full on like keeping his head movement. And, and I'm not saying like he was an expert. I don't want to say that at all because I don't know. He said he wasn't and I fully believe that. But he had instinct for it. He he might have just like learned some patterns of like bobbing his head left, right, right, left, left, you know, kind of like keeping his head moving. It keeps your head a moving target and it means that you're constantly in motion. So it's easier to dodge when you're already moving than it is from a complete standstill, inertia, yeah. all that stuff. Um, And I don't want to say Graham was bad at all. Graham actually displayed in the initial first round. I think he took that first round. Graham did because he came out offensive and, and like Michael Reeves was just dodging and dodging very well. Well, by the way, took a few hits, but really like very mobile, really showed that Graham stock steady was able to like punch, uh, hit Michael a few times, not able to land as much as he wanted, but he was charging forward. Second round changed everything. Graham was going forward. Michael countered bopped him right in the nose, straight through the middle of the guard. I think that's what it was. Um, or cross. I don't remember. Because Michael Reeves was doing a great strategy that I had not seen. He was hitting the body. <laughs> he was hitting the body. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, he had, he had a combo. You had to like body, body. And then when they go down to block the body. You so go ahead. Go ahead. Heads open. Bop. And that changed the whole fight. Like when he got that combo in, I think it was that combo. I can't quite remember now. But when he got that combo in, suddenly Graham not moving forward anymore. Backing up. Graham starts back up. Michael Reeves, being mobile, was able to take advantage. It wasn't completely over by that point because they traded a bunch of blows and whatnot. But, you know, uh, Michael Reeves just, like, displayed this accuracy. The speed of his punches was nuts. I mean, like, they're smaller guys, so, of course, they're going to be a little quicker, a little, like, right. more jittery. But Michael Reeves, he said he would he didn't want to box again, and that's fine. Like, it's it's not for everybody, but he had, he had a knack for it. It was crazy to see. Technically speaking, he was quite good. Well, nobody should pick on him ever again, that's for sure. I mean, no, I don't want to fucking tear <laughs> me apart. Like, absolutely. Um, then the, the we already talked about it a lot, but the Aaron versus Harley fight. This yeah. is the one I was most worried about just because of the weight discrepancy. We talked about all this. Uh, Harley was a good sport the whole time. I think Harley knew he could really hurt Aaron. And and I'm not saying he was like uh throwing or like going easy on Aaron. Definitely in the first round, Aaron was bringing it. Aaron came out strong. He was gunning for it. He really wanted to take control of the fight early on and show his skill. And he was. He was he dodged some good punches. Um, which is why Harley had to be like, oh yeah, I gotta pick up the speed. Um so they went the first round, and I would not say that it was heavy one way or another. But second round, you know, when 270 pounds of man punches you in the head, it affects you. <laughs> it changes, man. And so I, I just imagine. Like you, you get hit once with that, and it's not like getting hit when you're in a lower weight class. It's like getting hit with a train. That's a grand piano. It's <laughs> yeah. like it ain't a normal. It's a grand piano. Um, so like if you catch a few of those, like it's not the same as a lower weight class catching a few of those. Like it stops you in your tracks. And this is where like I'm very glad because I I could tell that Harley knew at a certain point that he did not need to go all out but there's a thing in boxing where you got to keep fighting you you can't back out of the fight you can't avoid fighting you must fight so i i could tell he was not putting his full strengths but there was one and i think the one that really like changed the pace of the fight was from pretty far back and harley walloped it was like a three punch combo on aaron and aaron to his credit took those hits and was still standing which if i took those hits i would have been out of the ring i would have been punched into the bleachers <laughs> like i would have been in in the in outside of the arena, <laughs> like you would have had an out of body experience looking at yourself in yeah. the ring. <laughs> Where am I? You would have punched my soul back to Los Angeles. <laughs> 
So kudos to him for still like standing, let alone anything after that. Like even if even if Harley gave me a love tap on the nose, my nose would be an innie. It would no longer be an Audi nose. Like that's <laughs> what I feel people need to understand about that. So good fight. Kudos to him. Good to know that if somebody had an Audi belly button and they wanted it to become an innie, just call Harley. Call Harley right up. <laughs> oh, bam! You're welcome. Oh, your intestines. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> your intestines are an Audi now, too. Oh, shit. Uh, anyway, so next up is the main event, obviously. I-Dubs and Dr. Mike. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Dr. Mike had painted himself to be the villain in this fight because he was saying some like super antagonistic things. This is traditional like boxing, like yeah. dissing and stuff like that. So he's setting him up. Like, I forget what this... It was a dumb slogan. You know, these these hands are going to write some prescriptions. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> it's so corny. I love it, but also just like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Anyway, uh, he's going to prescribe these hands. That's what it was. Oh, oh gee. <laughs> this is very silly. Um, but they get out of the fight, and I got to, again, it was the Ryan fight all over again. Ian fucking went the distance. And there was some mess up. A lot of people were going to cry foul about like, oh, if he, it was supposed to be four three-minute rounds instead of five-two. I heard the commission messed up. It doesn't matter because they still boxed anyway. It's an exhibition, whatever. Man, he went the distance. Wow. I, did you see any of it? I did not see any of this. Five full rounds of, and again, Dr. Mike had been boxing for 10 years. Not saying Ian didn't train very hard. I think he trained for a full year for this or maybe close to it or maybe half a year. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Like, cause uh, it was again, another case of Dr. Mike, who's confident, ready for this. I've done this 10 years. I got this in the bag. Bah, boo, bah, good combo. He's still on his feet. Uh oh, <laughs> you, know, you get that. Like, it's not like I, I don't want to say uh, Ian almost like put Dr. Mike on the mat. There were some good hits. Don't get me wrong. Ian put some good hits. He put the hurt on Dr. Mike. He made Dr. Mike remember that this was an actual fight, you know, um, and an exhibition at the same time. And then Dr. Mike did a few cheeky things, you know. He did. What's your opinion on this? Okay, you didn't see the fight. Yeah. I'm actually, I'll, I'll just show you the footage of this you tell me if you see anything wrong with what i am about to show you so i'm gonna show you this and you tell me if you think anything is right. wrong or anything immediately attacking after touch gloves yeah, yeah that's yeah yeah you don't do that that's he did it, he did it twice yeah, when you touch gloves, it's supposed to be, all right, we're good, you reset, and then you go. Exactly. And a lot of people were defending it like, oh, it's not illegal, This is, you're supposed to defend yourself at all times. It's, and it's an unwritten rule. Exactly. It's a that's, code. That's the thing. It's honor. Yeah. It's respect. It is, it's dignity in the fight. Because what it is, is, look at it this way, it's not illegal. Don't get me wrong, it's not illegal. Whatever. I, I believe that um, there's been numerous boxing matches where... People have taken advantage of openings like that. It's not good, right? yeah. but it's it's totally legal. But when I say you and I were about to touch gloves, what that is saying, if you are doing it right, is I'm still going to respect you after this fight. Go all out. We're good. Let's do this thing. Yeah. That's what it's saying, right? If we touch gloves and you are using that as an advantage to punch me, you didn't mean anything in touching those gloves. You didn't respect the meaning of what that was saying. It dates back to the whole handshake, why you handshake with the right hand, because most people with guns and everything were right-handed. Mm -hmm. And so when they shook hands, it was like, I'm not here to kill you. Yeah, like, and I didn't the, know that. 
and the whole premise of that is basically it's you're unarmed mm-hmm. because yeah. you're using your shooting arm. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of touching gloves is along the same level of respect in the sense of like, hey, we're good. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Yeah, exactly. And if you are a person that is using that as like tap, go, 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 like that's not what you're here for. That's yeah. not it's not this event it's, either. It's not illegal, but it's not a very honorable tactic. Exactly. Right. And I'm big on honor. I'm big on respect. Like I'm big on like just honor. You yeah. know, honor is like something very important to me. You got to do the honorable thing. And and to be perfectly honest, and I'm going to be very blunt about this, that was not an honorable move for Dr. Mike to make. Yeah. Dr. Mike was a technically better boxer. Way better. Like, it was not even close. Just seeing that, even without the premise that you gave me, mm-hmm. made me lose a little bit of respect for him. And, and that's what it does. It just, like, makes you go, like, come on, man. You didn't need to do that. Yeah. Um. Like, I, I don't want to say, like, it wasn't even close. Because, again, like... Boxing can go one of two ways at any moment because that's just the kind of sport it is. If Ian had got a good hit in and caught Dr. Mike off guard, which he got some good hits in, and Ian was able to actually dodge Bob Weave and really make some good counters on some of those punches. I'm not saying he was completely outclassed because boxing could go any direction at any moment. Right. But it's like, this is an exhibition for charity, man. I mean, make it entertaining, make it a good fight. Those kind of things don't make it a good fight. Right. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, maybe looking back on it, he'll be like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. But at the same time, like, it's one thing if you did it once, doing it twice. Mm. Yeah. Once I can understand. The first time I didn't even really uh, see it because it was at the very start of the fight. They touched gloves and like really went in. And then I get, I chalk it up to adrenaline or whatever. It's like, it's like, I'm going, like you you go kind of crazy. Things are moving in slow motion when you're uh, like hyped up on adrenaline. But at that one, it was just like, and, and you could see it. Ian didn't touch gloves. They never touched gloves again because Ian was like, you're not going to give me three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the whole premise. Like if you watch boxing movies or watch boxing matches and stuff like that, sometimes there is actual bad blood between the fighters and they mm-hmm. don't touch gloves. And then later they respect each other and touch gloves. Yeah. Uh, it's shown in um, Here Comes the Boom with uh, Kevin James at the end, he's fighting oh. the UFC fighter and he touches gloves in, in, in like the last round. Yeah. Um, you see it in Rocky between him and Ivan Drago and various different fights like that. Him and Apollo, even in the mm-hmm. earlier Rocky movies, it's like it's one of those things like you earn respect. So then you touch gloves. So if you're touching gloves to begin with, it's uh-huh. like, yo, this is literally a sign of respect. Yeah. What I would equate to, and I don't know basketball too well, but when you check the ball, say you bounce that arm, they throw it right at your face. Yeah. That's disrespect. Yeah. And like, that's the equivalent of what I saw there. Yeah. So anyway, Ian went the distance all five rounds, even if it was supposed to be four, three minutes rounds, which admittedly would drain you a lot more than five twos because that's 10 minutes versus 12 minutes. Um, and doing three minutes in a row is fucking tough. Who knows what the fight would have been? It was great to see what it was. I, I don't think they called it early just because of any particular reason. I think it was just a mix up and it's like, yeah, you just roll with it. It's an exhibition. What are you, you going to do? Right. You know what I mean? But when it comes down to it, that was a so much respect to IDubs for doing that. Like, I couldn't believe some of the shots he was eating and just keep going. You see the slow-mo when he gets hit in the head, and it's just like you see his whole head get shifted a foot to his right, and he just turns back and asks for another. Like, that's that's badass, man. Well, and that's the biggest thing. Uh, you can tell a lot about a person mm-hmm. in taking the first punch, mm-hmm. period, because there's, there's two responses is get back into it or... I'm scared. Yeah, that's it. And it's because it's the fight or flight response. Yeah. And so that taking those punches and 
like getting back into it with Ryan and what you're saying with iDubs mm-hmm. and really any almost every single fighter that was Haley, in this. You know, uh, AB. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I think the, the even Matt tried. You know, in the beginning, yeah. like he took a lot of hits before and he didn't even give up. Like that's the thing, he didn't give up. No, it, he. Uh, I did see the ending. He kind of looked quizzically, and he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like he didn't give up at all. He was still taking those hits. He was still there. That's the crazy thing is like, because Dad would have tired himself out. You cannot go at that pace for all the whole fight if the fight goes at this. But anyway, I won't talk about that. Right. Yeah, Ian, he went the distance. Like, and it was unanimous towards Dr. Mike, but to even get it to a decision, the only other fight that went to a decision like that was Ryan and Alex's. Mm-hmm. And they were fantastic fights. The event was fantastic. More people should know about that event. And more people should see things in boxing. And, and I'm not a professional boxer, so I can't speak how other professionals would view it. But to me, as someone who likes watching boxing and enjoys good stories in boxing and seeing the character building that happens, I love that event. Well, and I, I've always loved like the amateur quality of a lot of different sports because, yeah, there's a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. They're not perfect. They're not trained perfectly. But you get to the meat of who that person is to their core. Yeah. And nothing more so shows that than boxing and other combat sports because mm. when you're not great or you're losing, you got to pick yourself back up and just step right back into the fire. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can watch like youth basketball or young basketball and and but it's not the same. Yeah. Those mistakes are different. They're less exciting because there's not a lot happening. When you're taking punches and taking blows Mm -hmm. and having to basically stick your face right back in front of those trains, it's something else. It is something else. So much respect. And I'm like, again, I'm not saying the other creator boxing events were bad by comparison. They had a little too much ego, a little too much showboating. This was a charity event where they had nothing to gain from this. And they still put everything on the line. Because it was about the show. It was about the show. And it was about proving to themselves what they were capable of. Yeah. That that ring will teach you a lot about yourself. I've never stepped in myself, so what do I really know about myself? But I've been through some pain before, and I know what it takes to keep moving. That's tough. And tune in next week when Mark and I go at it in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> when two out of shape like men get into a boxing ring and go to town. Both who have had tremendous medical disasters. <laughs> medical <laughs> disasters. <laughs> Yeah, no, me in the hospital the other week was a medical disaster with the amount of laxatives I had to take. (laughs) That messed me up for so long. I'm still like, I still feel like I'm every once in a while, like, your God. Seven shots of laxatives over 12 hours. Seven shots of laxatives. And they're shots, which means you know they're strong. Yeah, it's hospital grade laxatives. (laughs) It's it's a pre-measured cup that you rip the top off and like, "Ah, cheers. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway. Yeah, but I would say this podcast and talking about sports has definitely motivated me to get in shape. I think what you guys are going to see at home on the YouTube channel is us doing a lot of physical challenges. Uh, challenges. Ch- challenges. Challenges. It sounds like the one time I said <laughs> challenges. To challenges. Get back into shape. So if you have some things that you would like to see us do, we have a subreddit. We uh, will have a Discord eventually. Hopefully, when you hear this, maybe I'll set it up tonight. Whatever. 
We don't sure, yeah. I'll just go set to, it up. Yeah. I'll set it up. Yeah, I'll put, I'll, I'll put it out on the on Twitter. You know. Do you want to put uh, both discords like together? Yeah, and they're just not? different channels. Yeah, let's just do a distractible uh, uh, go Discord. Yeah, just a podcast Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, podcast Discord. And then when I get my third mythical podcast, that's under the fifth base, and I dig it up from the ground and I ascend fifteen feet off the ground, lightning shooting out of my eyes. And you assemble your elite <laughs> quarterbacks and all the athletes yes. with all the different parts of the yes. legends of today and yesteryear. Yes. And then I get Michael Reed <laughs> <laughs> carry me on his shoulder, his mighty shoulder. You see the muscles on Michael Reed? Good he, God. Yeah. He, he, he definitely shape. worked out. Yeah. But anyway, this was a fun episode. I, I was really happy to be able to talk about something that I really appreciate. No, and I, I want that to happen more because mm-hmm. it's it's one thing hearing stuff from me because like that last hockey episode like i know a little bit about hockey yeah. i had to get a refresher then we got delayed in recording and i was like oh i don't talk about basketball now. more than hockey in that <laughs> yeah, episode <I> <laughs> so um stay tuned there's more stuff going to be coming and probably mark will be bringing more to the table as uh this continues on and yeah. it's going to be fun because there are some things that i am weirdly passionate about i've never talked publicly about my love for boxing yeah. I really haven't because I when all the creator stuff started I was like I don't want to talk about because then everyone's gonna be like when are you gonna fight and I was like I don't want to get punched in the face like it's not my favorite thing I don't want to do it again I'm okay um, and I don't want to punch anyone else in the face that's the other half of it <laughs> like yeah. I don't want to punch people in the face yeah but all kudos to that I hope they do another one next year it will happen if you guys listening help make it happen uh, go watch the replay pay for it get some merch it all goes to charity it's a good cause yeah but before that make this the number one sports podcast we will be officially at creator clash 2 the creating and with the official podcast and commentating galore if they'll have us (laughs) (laughs) us. we won't ask but if they invite us uh and same thing uh moving forward we actually are starting to look into getting guests on the show for talking about different various things i'm really excited about it Mm -hmm. um one of which is off the wish list is the first one that's actually interested so really who oh we can't say Uh, bleep it out we'll bleep it out uh I don't <laughs> You have no clue who he is, but it's a big deal. Uh, we, yeah. we watched a lot of his stuff when I was in high school and, oh, and yeah. all that. So. Oh, that'd be super cool. But yeah, I'm pretty excited. And um, yeah, we'll have the setup hopefully for in-person as well as remote. And we'll be uh, having a good time with we'll that. Get a kiddie pool. We'll, uh... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kiddie pool. Put KY Jelly in it and play KY Jelly Twister. Anyway, that's the podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh... Uh, Tyler stuff you can check it out wherever that is KY Jelly Twister anyway subscribe like uh, and pay attention for that discord and the YouTube channel coming very soon indeed alright bye alright bye